This is Nate Mendel from a bunch of bands. Uh, Dilly Squat, Galleon Slap, Christ on a Crutch, uh, Sunday Day Real Estate, and Foo Fighters. I'm Aaron uh, from the Indie Drummer Collective, and you are watching Drummer Talks with Bass Player. Uh, all right. Hey, Nate. What's up, Aaron? What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing great. We got a nice, fresh, early start this morning. Yeah. So this is my first obligation of the day. So, uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, so how Nate and, Nate and I know each other. Um, we are both uh, Washingtonians. Nathan Mendel, born December 2nd, 1968, from uh, Richland, Washington. Aaron Tate, born one month, 10 years later, to the day. Uh, I moved to Seattle and um, was in a band called Minus the Bear. And um, Nate and I met, actually, the day that we met, I was thinking about this on my walk this morning, was um, Minus the Bear when we were itty-bitty we're playing a show um, in front of about four people uh, in, I think it was in New Orleans, and the Fire Theft was playing the, the the next day, but you guys had gotten into town early, and the Hold Steady was playing that night. And so on a random whim, um, William and you, William Goldsmith and you, and um, had come over to our show, and uh, Bobby, um, from Hold Steady was there too and I remember it very well because it was uh, we were we were about to go on and someone said hey William Goldsmith is here um, and I don't think I'd, I, I had you know I had met him once at that point um, and you were there and Bobby who is one of my favorite drummers he's a Minnesota guy as well and I was so nervous because I had to play in front of like two of the most fantastic drummers ever See, okay, that's such a drum. That's a drummer thing. We're doing a bass and drum thing here. Yep, bass yep. players would never be like that. Yeah. Because, so I was, you know, yeah, I was like shitting my pants, man. It's a. Well, okay, so I'm gonna here's here's my analogy. I think drummers are like athletes. The rest of us are musicians, and drummers are like athletes, and like pro athletes, where there's there's stats and there's commentary and there's competition and because it's a very physical thing and you can mm -hmm. see exactly what you're doing as well as hear it. And it just, it, it just aligns with the sports analogy so well, I think. So where, you know, you will know that there's like heavy hitters in the audience and they're going to be watching what you're doing and they'll be noticing it. Whereas yeah. a bass player is like, oh, you know, whoever it is, some amazing bass player that you know is there. Yeah, I, I wouldn't feel the heat from that. Even if I, you know, don't feel like I've got the best skills in the world, I still wouldn't feel any heat from it. Oh yeah, we feel the heat. So you guys have that yeah. burden. Um, speaking of bass playing and kind of this whole, how the, the difference between drummers and bass players are, how did you how did you start as a, as a young uh, lad getting into playing bass? Uh, oh, just neighborhood uh, band friends, kids before even knew what being in a band was, just, you know, watching MTV and listening to records and be like, well, we should do that. And I had a buddy that played guitar, so he suggested that I play bass. And I, uh, I went along willingly, I bought a stick bass, you know, like a Steinberger copy, and just yeah. started, started doing bands. And my route has always been, or it was, you know, those like formative years when you're figuring out what, you know, what you want to do with music. My route was just to, to put bands together. It was, uh, we were into punk rock, and so that, that was the trajectory. It's like, let's buy a van, let's figure out how to get on the road, let's make stickers and t-shirts, and you know make tapes and um 
you know, kind of figuring out the instrument was uh, just a, uh, a secondary consideration. Whenever anyone ever asks me about you, I always say that you are literally the most down-to-earth rock star I've ever met. <laughs> and so yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had a conversation with a friend the other night about that. What was the term he came up with? Imposter syndrome or something like that. Uh, there's, a, there's a term for it where you just sort of feel like you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know? Like, I'm just a guy that plays bass and uh, just stumbled into a successful band. And I was like, well, well hang on a second. When's everyone going to realize that, you know, set, that you know, I don't have the right pass? Do you really feel that way? I mean, you know, I don't want to overplay that. It's like I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. I, like, I have confidence in my band and everything. But, you know, it's just kind of like that's just how I operate. Um, and a lot of people do. And some people that, like, just embrace that, they're comfortable being a public figure. I'm a bass player. I mean, we're talking about bass players and drummers and different band personalities. I mean, that's such a bass player personality is to be. <laughs> I mean, look at John Deacon, you know, one of my favorite bass players from Queen. And that guy, you know, he just he can't even do it anymore. He just uh, he's it, it never it never worked for him. Obviously, he's such a great musician, such a key part of being a uh, key part of what made Queen great. Yeah. But the the other part of it, uh, he couldn't he couldn't get with, you know, because it's a it's kind of a um, it's it's a multi-level task, you know, being a, being a musician, there's like just figuring out the music and then there's figuring out how to put the music out into the world. Right. Mm -hmm. Two totally separate like skill sets. And, uh, I've always been more focused on the music and then like the public facing part of it is just, you know, it's a little more challenging. Right before I did this, like the indie drummer collective, we have like a chat, we all talk in. And I was, I was mentioning that I was going to do this with you guys today, with you today. And, um, you know, in thinking about it, like coming from the drummer's perspective, like you, there's, t there's two different things I'm going to get out here. Like one, you play, you know, you currently play with Taylor and, you know, you've obviously bass player drummer wise, you've done stuff with Dave, uh, but then also William. Right. And like in the drummer world, we're talking like, like you have stumbled into, you know, playing in the rhythm section with some of the greats, you know, like. It's like oh, it's a total zealot kind of thing. It, it really is, and and you're like you're leaving off the, the drummer, leaving out the, the drummer that I started playing with in my first two bands. This guy from Seattle, you might know, named Eric Ockery. Who is, oh yeah, he's not like known, uh, like nationally known, but he he has the chops to be. He just didn't land in a band that got him there. He's a fan, yep. phenomenal drummer. Yeah, and that's the guy I learned. I mean, I've been I I played with him in my first band, and I went straight from doing that playing with uh, Eric for five or six years into playing with William Goldsmith who's a monster the other thing and you, you kind of said this is like you are in a band with like you you say you know like there's drummers and there's bass players and we kind of sit in the background but like your drummers have so much personality both you know Dave and Taylor like I remember <laughs> and you know like they're public figures just like they are their own entities just with their personalities and you know you see that you know i've i've spent more time with you in in foo fighter world than i have with any of the other guys um you know due to whatever our connection is but like i remember when you guys were doing um when you guys were doing those cool house show runs um, yeah. and you texted me and you said hey we're all at the triple door because mike watt is playing and I went to the triple door and me and my now ex-wife went and met up with you and um, Mike Watt was there and Eddie Vedder was there and Dave and Taylor 
were like just running around the triple door like crazy people. And like it was this, it was like the Dave and Taylor show. Like they were like these spotlight, like in not in, not in an annoying way. They were hilarious. They, were, I mean, they were probably pretty drunk, but like it was this funny thing. And I just remember me and you kind of sitting back and like watching the show, and you were kind of like, "Yep, there are my bad bandmates." Like you, you know, it was like almost like you were like the dad of the band. Yeah, there's my boys. Yeah. yeah. Since you have played with, I mean, some of the best, literally, you know, like. Maybe you and Stuart Copeland could start a side project at some point. Um, what is what is your favorite thing about like what is your connection? You know how do you, how do you get into playing with a drummer? Like your favorite thing about playing with a drummer? What what vibes you with a drummer? Uh, you know, it's been over twenty years where you know my drummer's Taylor Hawkins, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's my guy. I've, and I, I've I, heard of him. Yeah, yeah, you know. So and I. You know, I'll play with other people here and there, but it, it's uh, it's really sporadic. Somebody will guest drum on a song, or maybe there's a recording project where I'll play with another drummer for a moment. Um, and and just because that that relationship is so worn in, you know, with with Taylor and I, it just it just feels weird for me to play with somebody else. So it's not like oh, when I go and like meet up with another drummer, it's like this, and this is what I'm looking for. When I'm not playing with Taylor, it's just I just kind of like I'm a little out to sea, you know, because I'm just I'm used to Taylor's sense of time, the way he plays, and he's great. He's so easy because he's he's the opposite of me. He's like encyclopedic with music, right? So if you bring up a Pink Floyd song, he can just he'll just play it, right? I'm just not one of those guys. So so you're never um, you're never lost with with Taylor. He just he's there. He picks up stuff really fast. And and he goes and and uh, uh, it's it's very comforting, you know. As a as a bass player, it's you know you you always got your back, right? Do you have like an influence where you're like, oh, you know, this bass player is the dude who made me want to play bass or made me want to like keep going with bass? Not really, you know. I just pick up stuff here and there, and and, and I always always have. Like there were punk rock records when I was first starting playing. I mean, I picked up a bass. I was listening to the Police a lot, Ghost in the Machine when I first started playing. So that was my connection there. But it's not like I went and like learned all of Sting's bass lines or anything like that. Uh, I pretty quickly after starting playing got into punk rock, and it was, uh, you know, I just maybe play a Londo record here and there. Um, I really like the bass on those Dead Kennedys records, honestly. Oh, yeah. So good. I mean, it's it's kind of sick how great the bass playing is on like plastic surgery disasters. Mm-hmm. I think that guy was I think he was a jazz player actually. I, I I think he he didn't just he wasn't just fucking around. I think that guy's a real a real player, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um and really I think that that and the bass playing on minor threads out of step this dude Steve Hanskin. Yeah. Those were the two things that was like, I just want to sound like that. You know, I didn't end up playing like either of those guys. They were both really powerful players, and I was always more like feathery, you know? Like, I, I didn't have like a strong, um, uh, I played around the beat more than just like being like a machine, you know? Yeah. I had, to, I had to figure that out later when I was in Foo Fighters. Ah, that's interesting. Uh, do you feel like, I mean, do you feel like you had to adjust your playing a lot from um, William to Taylor? Uh, it wasn't so much between the two drummers. I mean, there was a different thing there. Like, say, when I was doing Sunday Real Estate with William, uh, we just, we played off each other. You know, we're like a real kind of traditional rhythm section kind of thing. 
And you know, honestly, it, the the difference in musicianship between Taylor and I is so large. He, he's just such a great player, and uh, and we play on these bigger stages. Like he doesn't even have me in his monitor. I don't even think so. He's I'm just following him. So that's there's like a huge difference there. So the game for me, like you know, when I got into a band that was popular and had these pressures of playing these larger venues, and there's just a lot of a lot more uh, required of you as a musician, required of me as a musician to be in Foo Fighters. So it's always been like a like a mentorship, like I'm in school kind of thing. I'm trying to keep up with Taylor, trying to make sure I'm following his kick drum, and you know, I just always feel like. You know, like the, uh, like I'm playing catch up. Yeah. You know, you guys are great musicians, which honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound like a, a martyr or I'm whining or anything. Like, I appreciate that. It's made me tons better. One great thing about Taylor is, as much as, you know, I, I will freely admit that he's on a, a different plane of musicianship than I am, he's always very complimentary. And I, I think that he's like come to appreciate kind of who I am as a player, you know? So we've got, we, we uh, it's not complimentary very much an odd couple situation personality uh you know level of musicianship uh and all of it very much an odd couple but it works for that reason if you had to pick if you had to pick a drummer like a dream i mean you kind of have played with the dream drummers between eric and william and dave and taylor but if you had to pick a drummer that you know you were going to start your nate mandel brian devendorf uh, oh yeah we never plays drums plays drums for the national i uh i've always I got a lot of admiration for him as a drummer. I think he's very unique, and uh, I really like the way he plays. So if I were to, you know, do, uh, what do they call it, football? Dream League or whatever the fuck? Yeah, the dream. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fantasy football? Yeah. If you do like a fantasy football with, uh, with uh, you know, musicians, I would, Brian would probably be my drummer. What, do you, what are you currently doing? What are you working on? Uh, uh, Foo Fighters are kind of big. We just put our record, so we're kind of busy and uh, starting to. By the way, it's a great record. <laughs> Thank you. Really um, yeah, so I think, you know, Dave's been off the road, so he's kind of compensating by finding a lot of other stuff for the band to do. Um, so we've been fairly busy with that, and then when I get three moments, uh, I'm making another independent record. Oh, cool. Kind of winding up the demo process on that and trying to figure out how to get it recorded. So we should probably just get the drummer from the National to play on that. Could it be? Could it be? I super appreciate you being here, man. You are, you know, one of the greatest. 